you know, even after all these years, marriages still work, you know, you can't just become complacent. And so we have to find that time for each other, which sometimes even now is still difficult. It doesn't necessarily have to be going on a date all the time. It can just be going to bed at the same time together and just chatting and talking about how the day and stuff went and things like that. You're listening to With You Podcast, where we talk about real relationships and life transitions. I'm David. And I'm Tara, and this season we'll be exploring marriage. Yeah, we'll be hearing couples tell their stories from different ages, stages, and backgrounds. And we all have a lot to learn from each other, so let's get started. We're so happy to have Moses and Shaka with us today. We're doing a new series on marriage and hearing stories about marriage and learning from others rather than just Tara and I talking nonsense. We're wanting to learn from others of how to how to live well together in deep, meaningful relationships. Yeah, so we're really excited that you guys are with us. Thank you for spending some time on your weekend with us. So we're going to ask you first to introduce yourselves so everybody knows who we're talking to. So why don't you tell us who you are and how long you've been married and a little bit about your family. Longer than me? This November was 17 years of marriage. 17 years. Yeah. Yes. High school sweethearts. And so almost 22, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 22 years together. We have two children. They are 14 and 12. Um, Javen is our oldest. He's in high school this year. And Layla is in middle school in eighth, seventh grade. Yeah, seventh grade. <laughs> it um, changes every year. I know, year. I have to think about it, you know, because they're <laughs> changing next. They're talking about next year. Um, <laughs> I am a birth and postpartum doula and a newborn care specialist. And I've been doing that for about almost nine years. In your name. Oh, I am Shaka Weed Quadra. <laughs> almost forgot that part. The most important part. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then you? And uh, I'm Moses Guillermo Quadra. Uh, I work for an online college and part-time at Lowe's. Okay. And just like, yeah. And and Moses, how did uh, how did you learn about marriage? Like, what what things did you see about marriage before even getting into being married to Shaka? kind of what were the what were the lessons what were the things you observed from family and friends about marriage um i think with the so i was an only child for almost 16 years almost 17 years actually my parents um so both my parents are um from a different country so my mom's from mexico my dad's from nicaragua but the culture there is um women are very uh they're not the head of the household and they're submissive they basically you know take care of all the chores and so forth so there's clear guidelines in terms of men do certain things in the family women do other things in the family yes okay and that's very apparent with my extended family but my my parents though are not they're not they don't really my mom does some of those things but they were um, growing up it was almost 50 50 you know to some extent maybe maybe not 50 50 maybe um 60 30 or or yeah <laughs> it's whatever 60, numbers uh, yeah, yeah. It all, you know there and was, the other 10 percent went to somebody else that's why you <laughs> that's have true. that's why you have children the other 10 yeah. percent yeah. 
that's pretty much yes so with my parents my exposures were uh they were they did it they did it together and it wasn't always one person making the the decisions although mostly it seemed like it was my dad making the decisions but uh my mom also had a lot of input it just wasn't mm. with my dad so it was a partnership so it was a partnership and they were uh very affectionate people so mm. when we would go out they would hold hands um you know they would they would kiss and they would hug um they were affectionate affectionate people so those are the those are like the influences that i i've had in in what marriage was mm. not so much should be but that's just what my exposure mm -hmm. exposure yeah that's a lot of the times that's our default mode kind of thinking of uh kind of computers coming out of the box i love kind of unboxing new things and my computer has like a way it does things and you can modify settings and you can modify it but our our out of the box settings are really kind of what you what you just said moses of kind of the families we grew up in and what we saw uh, is what the default the default is how did they how did they kind of do things differently from their cultural background um a lot my dad is very um independent and so just going off of my dad he wasn't someone that ever viewed my mom as having to there'd be a lot of times where he would cook and clean mm -hmm. and they would they, they clean together mm. they would cook together Ooh, that's a good idea um, yeah how about that you know, <laughs> there there were i think almost every household has it like i don't know you just have jobs that are kind of just not you know they're set in stone i guess you know like friends like taking the garbage out you know i think most most males take the garbage out, mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah uh or they do the outside work you know like cutting the grass i think um i don't know if those are just not stereotypes but those are just things that get repeated so often and what we watch on and whatnot yeah but yeah i mean they had some set responsibilities but for the most part they were interchanging on a lot of things so like they would someone would be in the bathroom one time someone would do it other time so they they split a lot of the things mm -hmm. taking care of the kids yeah yeah that was a well my dad did my dad worked a lot um so most uh, i saw i spent a lot more time with my mom than i did with my dad yeah um, yeah his affections towards me were different. It's not that he raised me to be like the man's man, but he wasn't as affectionate towards me. Now he is, but uh, that's a different topic. But uh, with my mom, he was always hugs, kisses, mm. compliments, you know, but yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely. So you observed that your whole growing up, that, that affection yes. between them. That's cool. And what about you, Shaka? What did you... What did you observe about marriage and your parents and other other family members? So ours was mine was a little different. My parents weren't the affectionate type. Um, not I mean towards each other in front of us. They, I I don't know why, but they just weren't. But to us, they were very affectionate. Like we knew we were loved. We were constantly told, you know, how much they love us and things like that. Um, we were very. It was a very structured family dynamic. where like. We always ate together. We had lots of, you know, like prayer together, things like that, like that were daily parts of our lives. Um, as far as chores and things like that went, um, it was equal for the most part. I mean, it was all girls in the household. And my dad, 
he would talk to my boy cousins differently, obviously, than he would us. So we always <laughs> questioned how he would treat a son, you know, as far as like gender roles and things like that. But my dad, he did laundry, he cooked and cleaned and things like that. They both worked out of the household and so chores and stuff were done um, between everyone. But I do feel like they were more stuck on certain gender roles. Like when my son was born, you know, they kind of side-eyed him playing with a doll and things like that, you know, <laughs> uh, wanting a kitchen set, which is surprising because my dad was a chef, you know, but he, they were like, oh, those are for girls and, you know, things like that. But um they were definitely disciplined. Well, my dad was more of the disciplinarian where my mom wasn't so much. Um, so a lot of the, when we wanted to do things or things like that, it was always checking in with dad first. Um, so he did really make a lot of those kind of judgments and decisions and things like that. And so funny, when I met Moses, the first time I saw his parents, we were watching a movie and they were like holding hands and they were cuddled together. And I'm like, what is this? Like, are they putting, I thought it was like a facade or something because they had company over. And so, you know, we were dating too. He'd like get close and affectionate. And I'm like, not in public. I mean, not like he was trying to do anything, you know, I'm just, just so used to the distance. And so it took me time to really warm up to that idea because that was foreign to me in our house. We didn't see that. My parents really didn't hold hands. They didn't kiss in public or in front of us even. And so Moses, you know, which I'm so grateful for is he was like, hey, our kids need to know what a healthy relationship looks like. Like kissing you is not necessarily always a sexual thing. You know, we need to do these things so that our kids know what a healthy relationship looks like. And so um, over time, I've warmed up to that. And I agree, you know, I agree that yes, the kids should see us affectionate, even though that's not what I grew up with. So, and I learned later that that's how his parents just are. <laughs> it's normal for <laughs> so them, it hasn't you know. Stopped. And yeah. so, no, it hasn't stopped. They're still that way, um, probably even more so than we are. And I do say too, I'm glad that his parents didn't follow those. You know, and his family's the Latino stereotype um, of the way men and women work because like we'll go to family gatherings and the wives will be making everybody's, you know, their husbands' plates while they're sitting down, and I'm like. In my own plate, <laughs> feeding myself. No, yeah, not, no. Sometimes I, I have will. to fend for myself. <laughs> but like in our house, we <laughs> he does, he does. Um, but you know, we do things 50-50. It's a give and take. And so for me, it would have been difficult to be like the submissive one, the one that's taking care of the kids all the I mean, I we take we take turns with that. You know, actually Moses for a long time stayed home and was a stay-at-home dad. And took care of the kids. So he knows what it's like to be super involved. He's a very involved dad. And I appreciate that and not feeling like all those chores responsibilities fall on me. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, you guys, sound like you, both your parents have some different styles, but what you had in common, you know, that your yeah. parents, they were lasting and sounds like loving marriages. I just, I just want to say though, your kids are getting to be the teenagers. They love rolling the eyes like Moses. Just chase Shaka around the kitchen. Uh, I do that with Tara, and the kids are like, "Can you just stop? It's so embarrassing." Uh, so there can be some fun part about the affection of just torturing the teenagers. Yeah, they'll just look at us sometimes and just give us the look, you know. <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't do it to torture them. Chaka does. She'll, she'll keep egging them on. Yeah, I yeah. just, 
you know, they're background noise to me. <laughs> just tell my daughter, if you don't like it, then leave. That's, that's what my son does. He doesn't make a comment. He'll just go upstairs. Yeah, yeah. no, David's quiet about it, but, he, you know, his actions show. But it's it's so true of how our kids learn through what they observe even more than what we, what we tell them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that you both are being intentional in terms of how are we modeling, not just telling them what communication, intimacy, closeness is, but modeling it super important so exciting so given your background too then were you both it sounds you oh. met as high school sweethearts were you were you already thinking about finding a, a lifetime commitment when you were that young or did it <laughs> did it just happen what did you think about marriage probably i probably was i knew as a young girl that i wanted to get married and have children not necessarily at a very young age or anything, but being a mom was like one of the top, you know, I knew for sure I wanted to have a family. And at so, well, I knew at a very <laughs> young age, I did get married at a very young age, <laughs> um, which part was for me, I guess, yes, I'm the one that probably pursued the idea of engagement and marriage more because I'm like, we've been together for four years now, like this is the next step. And he was ready to, he was like, we can wait. Like even with kids, he wanted to wait till we were 30. And I'm like, I want to be done by the time we're 30. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I for, oh, wait, I'm like, what was the, what was the question? Yeah, no, that was good. Um, but yeah, tell us how it did start. Like, oh, yeah. how did you guys meet? <laughs> so we met in high school and I noticed you want, well, I guess Moses knew me before I knew him or knew of me. Um, I noticed him and during lunch hour, I'll never forget, he was standing up at a table wearing this like bright neon orange, yellow ombre (laughs) shirt with like Asian writing on it. And I just looked and I'm like, who is that? (laughs) He just caught my eye and I thought he was very attractive. And one of the people at the table, like, oh, that's Moses. And I was like, oh, who's Moses? And surprisingly, we had some of the same friends. We just never hung out together, I guess. Yeah. And so it was kind of like, you know, talk, talking to a mutual friend, like, can you find out, like, is he with anybody? Like, is he dating anyone? Or like, yeah, you know, trying to just put the buzz in his ear. And then one day, this was so random. I normally would never do such a thing. But um, we had like the Sadie Hawkins or the turnabout dance where the girls asked the guys. Yeah. And um, I was my date at we, he canceled like last kind of minute. So I'm like, asked a friend, like, if, can you ask Moses, like, if I asked, would he go? And my friend came back and he's like, yes, he said he would. So I'm like, okay, I got the school directory, called him up, never had had a conversation with him in my life at this point. And just, he answered the phone and I was like, hi, this is Shaka. I, I don't know how well, you know, if you know me much or not, but I was wondering if you'd go to this <laughs> dance with me. You know, assuming he was going to say yes, because our friend said yes. And then he's like, oh, I already have a date. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, no. So it was like very short conversation. And it, come to find out he had a date, but his, I guess he didn't realize that his friend was really asking. Like, he was like, yeah, I would go with her, but like, I can't. Go but I can't. Oh, no. Useful piece day, of like information there. <laughs> Very, exactly. I don't think he knew I was going to call. And then at that moment, do you want to tell him what you thought when I asked? My plans ultimately ended up falling through. Um, but, you know, I I just thought it was, I felt like a backup. Uh, uh, you know, like I was plan B or desperation, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I don't think she told me that her uh, 
I think my friend was the one that told me that, um, you know, her, her date had also. Yeah. Fell through. Yeah. But then when I got to the dance and I'm like, didn't see him. And I'm like, this jerk, like he lied. He could have just said he didn't want to go. Um, but it, I guess his date canceled last minute. And then it was at that point we started kind of talking when he realized that, no, I really was interested in him, not just because my date canceled. And so it kind of <laughs> took off from there. Yeah. yeah. So so once she made first contact, you were interested right away as well, Moses? I mean, I I think I I noticed her my freshman year, but... Um when I went into high school, I, I, I was the one I started to go through my puberty, probably my junior year. Yeah. Cause that's when you noticed me yeah. <laughs> your, your junior year. Yeah. I was my senior year, his junior year. Cause he was a lot shorter. Like he was tall at this point. I was like, Oh, who's? <laughs> well, I just started, I just started growing my junior year. I actually didn't stop growing until I early 20s, early 20s. Yeah. oh wow um, but I was really short freshman sophomore and then going into my junior year I then I started to hit my growth spurt yep and um and then by that time uh I'll say I my confidence and kind of had also a big head in my <laughs> junior year yeah you're being noticed you know, and it's it, just like me, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I will say, like, I've never seen myself as like, you know, like a real attractive person. I think um, what it's my personality. Yeah. Um, I just like to I just I've always liked meeting people and I just like to make people laugh. I think that's, um, you know, not to sound, uh, you know, conceited or anything, but I, I just I think I'm charismatic like I, I i just i like to listen to people's experiences and just have relationships build rapport whatnot yeah. and i think that's why i started to you know um start to make a lot more friends but with that said i was also not going to class either I had like three <laughs> lunch periods i was ditching. I, I was also doing things i shouldn't have been doing i should have been focusing at school i just was just focusing on the social yeah yeah i don't think he his lunch period was the lunch period that i had that's <laughs> no, you're just so that was the other thing in school i was like the goody get out. my day that i did school was senior ditch day like i am such a rule follower and so he was kind of like the bad boy not bad boy but yeah. like class clown you know he was very funny and stuff and not even that. i just didn't his school and i just i it just it wasn't wasn't it wasn't working I, yeah you know there's just there's other reasons why but yeah school um, wasn't for you it, it it wasn't um it's just the way you know uh the way the things were being taught back then i guess i just it wasn't engaging for me yep i will focus yeah, no, like history and things that, that i really found interesting <laughs> yeah i did great yeah but you know, math and like english and things like that um out of the book i i i had very um i not concentrated yeah. just get easy but yeah, but back to, you know, she just noticed me then because at that time I just, uh, yeah, I was taller. I had slimmed down. I wasn't um, as husky. Mm-hmm. I've never been like skinny, but, you know, yeah. uh, my qualities and my style had changed. Yeah. 
So I have a, I have a uh, I find it an interesting question because culturally in the U.S. here, there's this kind of you you're looking for the one, the person that's going to complete you, the other half. Did you guys do you guys think that way, or how how do you think about this idea of marriage and looking for the other to complete? Like you're a high school kids, so I'm sure you weren't thinking about that at that time. No, but it's the idea of is there a soulmate? Is there like the one? person you're supposed to find. Do you guys believe that out that's of 8 billion people you found each other and you're the <laughs> only ones for each no, other? No, you know, I think we people should they need to be complete on their own, you know, like we complement each other very well is I how like I that. feel about it, you know. And so would it be difficult if I didn't have him here less now knowing the life that we've created because we talk about at least I talk about that, you know, like death and things like that and how that would affect us and how we would move on, but um, I was also an independent person before then, you know, and I like to do things on my own and stuff like that. So I don't feel like I needed a man or another person to complete me per se, but I look back and, you know, I had dated other people and there were times where we had kind of broken up a little bit and saw other people and managed to find our way back together. And I just realized like, we just, he has all these benefits, you know, these characteristics that I love and so family oriented, which was really important to me. So there was, a, there was a period where we did break up because I, you know, for me growing up, my parents pushed education in school and there was really no other choice but to go to college. And, you know, they sent out, you know, all three of his, us girls went to college and Moses, like, you know, he started, he did go to COD for a little bit and then he like stopped going. And I was like, no, you need to finish your education. And so for a while I was like, is this the most important thing? Like, no, you know, because for a while it was, it was a, a, a bit of tension there when he wasn't completing it. Because I'm like, you know, our children, we got to push education. This is what, you know, my mom was, you know, finished school, started working on her doctoral and things. And so it was just important to me at that time. But then I look back at the other qualities. I'm like, but he loves me. He, you know, he sees me as an equal and all these other things. And I realized like, that's actually more important than the educational piece. Mm -hmm. And so um, I don't know. I just feel like we just complement each other and balance each other well. Cause I used to be really uptight and things like that. And he helps to, I mean, I've, right? I've changed. <laughs> I just want to I mean, say Moses still. is smiling, nodding his head, but being very cautious. <laughs> no, we all change. I mean, no one's, no one's the same. Yeah. So we're different people. We grew up, you know, we kind of grew up together because we weren't, we're not the same people that we were, but um, I do attribute a lot of that to Moses too, you know, like, okay, I can take, you know, I can relax a little bit. He really helps to calm me down and things like that. And so for me, I don't know, maybe there, if he weren't here, maybe there would have been somebody else, but, um, I'm just happy with the relationship that we have and nourishing that relationship. So yeah, that's how my about, long opinion. How about for you, Moses, this idea of the one. That and going actually back to, cause you had also asked about marriage back yeah, yeah. to that question, if yeah. you don't mind. I in high school, marriage was not on was not on my mind at all. Um, so that will go hand in hand with finding the one. I've actually I to this day I don't believe in like the one. Mm -hmm. Um I just feel like you find someone that you can live your life with. She doesn't check all the boxes because I don't believe that everyone else, everyone there, there's someone that checks all the boxes. Yep but she checked enough of them to, and it just, it works, Yeah, you know? Um, but 
being a dad and being a husband was never, you know, she had touched on it. It was never something that I caught myself doing. Yeah. What changed all that was ultimately it was, it was Shaka. Yeah. Um, I think I, I probably, I probably dated around more than, than you did, right? Yeah. My parents were fairly strict, so <laughs> there wasn't really much dating for a while. Yeah. And then I just, once I was allowed to date, it's like, you know, it's almost like when you can't do it, you want to do it. And then I just didn't date a lot really. So. I, I, I had dated around and you know, I'm always constantly meeting people and there came a point where, you know, I, I could even for say right now, we got married because of her. I was never raised. Um, when I think of marriage, it, it's, I do believe it's rooted in religion. Mm-hmm. And I've never been a religious person. I could probably see myself as just being a life partner and yeah. not actually have the, the title of marriage. And mm-hmm. I think it would still work, but you know, I also understood how important it was for Shaka. Um, but since being married, I understand the value of like being face to face with someone and saying your vows and wanting to honor those vows. Not just say it to say it, but really live up to them and work hard to to keep it going. Yeah. Um but um yeah, in in high school that was never or even when we started to date, I she was definitely wanting to get married. I wasn't. I wasn't ready for it. I was still too. I thought I was still too young yeah. for it. Um, and then to your second question was, um, what was it again? The it was the the one you kind of put them. You, the you answered them both the together. One. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I I don't ever feel secure. Not that I worry that she would leave me. But I know that if I become complacent and just feel like I'm secure in my in my spot, that you know things can go easily downhill. Yeah. Um, the things that she found me attractive, I have to continue to to do those things. I just just can't. It's like with any other job. Just because you cleaned it once, it's not going to stay clean forever. You constantly have <laughs> to keep, even with the flower, you have to keep watering it, maintaining it. That is, it's how I feel. Um, yeah, I, I still don't believe in, in in the one. I just feel like you find someone that you can see yourself living with and you just have to continue to work at it. Yeah, that's really, that's incredible. really well said and thoughtful. Um, I, I'm curious about, so your kids, your son is getting to the age you were when you guys met, thinking about these kids <laughs> that are thinking about marriage. He may or may not be thinking about marriage, but <laughs> as a kind of as a newly, as newlyweds, when you're first married, um, still young, what were your dreams, expectations for this kind of committed relationship you're in? I go first. Yeah, go ahead. I I'll be honest. I had no dream. <laughs> that, that, that I should uh, say we got married at 21 and 22. So we were still like looking back to me. That sounds so crazy. <laughs> Cause we're still, I look at Kit, you know, my younger sisters when they were that age and I'm like, who gets married so young, you know? So we were still babies. I feel. Yes. But, but at that age though, Shaka did have, he had a game plan for life. Shaka's always been someone who can, who, who planned big. I've never been that way. I've always been go with the flow at said in the morning. And I live a day, my life day at a time. 
Yeah. Because tomorrow is never promised to anybody. But I've also have learned then to start looking at the picture because this is a life that I want to spend with her. We have to have goals that we have to work to hmm. work for. But for the longest time, I was just, you know, playing it fast and loose. He has shown me a different aspect to life that planning for something and accomplishing it, there's great reward in that. And we've been able to do that kids with our home just big milestones like that it is something that yeah you know it can never be taken away accomplishing something like that is yeah it sounds like you both had an influence on each other it sounds similar to our kind of yeah we we also married tara was 22 she was a baby when i married her <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm so much older yeah, six months were, older were, right <laughs> much more mature <laughs> right right yeah. <laughs> yeah what about you shaka what you're the planner and the yeah couple. so moses what, no yeah what was your big and dream? our family my my family revered my mom specifically is like very goal oriented and like setting your smart goals and all these things and so for me i just knew when i felt like he was the one or the person that i felt like i wanted to be with i was like okay i know like i've some other people, you know, in college, we kind of spent some time apart. I saw other people and I'm like, nope, this is what I want to spend my time with. And, you know, in our family, it was kind of being my family, my family's a little more religious and um, was kind of like, you guys are getting married before you move in together, right? And we didn't do things that traditional way. We did move in a little before we got married. Um, but for sure, before we had kids and things like that, I'm like, we, you know, I, and I knew I wanted to start a family fairly young. So I'm like, you know, what's holding you back? Like, is there, you know, um, I just knew that I wanted to have kids, you know, starting fairly young, probably by, I mean, we had our first at 25 and that was like when I would wanted to have my first child, I probably, because other than that, I felt like I was no, getting, you would have, I would have, I would have been okay earlier. earlier. I would have been okay <laughs> earlier, <laughs> but he was like, let's wait, let's travel, let's do all these things. And I'm like, we've done some of these things. And like, we, you know, why wait? Um, I was always worried too about the older I get, like out of my embryos and all those things. And um, so for me, it was about establishing our family and things like that. And, you know, raising our kids. And I don't know, I even was thinking, I mean, I jokingly with my kids talk about the grandkids and like, I'm going to be the first one, you know, so like, I really think out there, you know, yeah, um, you look at the really big picture. But that's yeah, like, it's way out there. And just living it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you think about being a grandpa? Is that on your uh, radar screen there, Moses? Well, <laughs> it is not. so those are the things that i've learned yeah i uh, actually a couple was it a month ago or two months ago when javen had the fake baby for high school oh yes he was taking a childhood development class so yeah. last semester or last quarter he had to bring a baby home oh and so i was like oh woo, let's see how you do i was like i hope this baby cries a lot and like shows you how to <laughs> You know, and the baby was going off quite often. I mean, we would hear it, you know. They and... scaled back on the difficulty. Now it's just over the weekend. Yeah, oh, they don't have to take it to class or not anything like, like a that. Semester. But, yeah. Yeah, we were like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that there was I was helping. I was there was a he he came out to me, he's like, Dad, can you watch can you watch the baby? I have to take a shower. So I'm like, sure. Like, so I'm taking care of the baby and 
you know, at that time, I'm just like, you know, if it were to happen, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind it because, you know, I, with my son, uh, when he was born, I was working a lot. So I really didn't get to spend that father or son at that baby age. Mm-hmm. It was really close to mom. My daughter, luckily I was able to be home. Like Keshaga said, I was a stay-at-home dad. So our relationship is not that my relationship with my son is different. It is. It's, you have different relationships with people, but she's definitely a lot closer than my son is. Um, but I'm like, it would be awesome to have grandkids. You know, it, I I know it's weird for me to say it now. <laughs> as only as being close to 40. I mean, we can wait several, yeah. you know, yeah, wait yeah. a little while. <laughs> not We're in a okay big rush. But, <laughs> but there's yeah, not in a big rush. You know, they know that. I'm looking forward to it, though. Yeah. And there's, there's something helpful. I think back Moses, even about taking vows of having a big picture and something that's not about just me, but there's something bigger being a grandparents about something bigger marriage, kind of what I'm hearing you both say, it's about something bigger. You're both in it and you're, you're, you're complete in it as individuals. And yet you're building something that we call marriage together, a life together. And that perspective kind of changes and makes the the crazy moments or the painful moments or the difficult moments uh, more doable. And we, we kind of would like to ask about some difficult moments. Yeah, I mean, 18 years of marriage, you can't have not had some hard times too, right? I know Moses <laughs> is easygoing, but I'm sure there's still been times <laughs> when there's been challenges. And for us, it's like the information of what's been most helpful uh, to navigate those difficult times, if you could tell us a story. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be, you don't have to yeah. think of something specific right away, but the times that have been hard, what do you, what comes to mind, first of all, that's been helpful for you in getting through those things? Yeah, I, I guess I can start. I think one of the biggest ones that we've always talked about, Moses is one where he doesn't like to go to bed upset or angry. Like he wants to talk through it and everything like that before we move on. And I'm just like, I need to sleep on it. And then, you know, think about it. But the ones times I can think of most is like, we've always said, we've got to be open with our communication. So even if it may feel hurtful, like just recently, I've been working really crazy hours and not home a lot. And Moses was like, and he also, you know, he picked up a part-time job. So, um, and it was more for him. He's such a social person and his day job was staying home all the time. And so he needed to get out. And so I'm like, okay, that's fine. But I've been added even more to my plate and we have kids, we have to be home with some, you know, they can't be here by themselves all the time. And so he just, you know, said, Hey, babe, like, I know you love your work, you know, but your, your clients seem to be taking first priority right now. Our relationship is sitting on the back burner. We hadn't had a date. We hadn't had time alone or together um, and things like that. And so for me, it's hurt, you know, it was hurtful to hear that he felt like I wasn't giving him attention. Moses is more of like, um, his love language is more, um, like uh, affection and touch and things like that and something things like that and I'm more words of affirmation and so you know he likes that quality time and time together and I just wasn't I didn't have the energy at the time you know and so it was hard to hear you know but he brought it up and we've addressed it since then and so Yes, there was crying on my end and it was difficult, but it's more of like hearing that there was something wrong, like I was causing him pain or, you know, whatnot and him not being happy, feeling like he wasn't happy with me, but we have to have those conversations. And so, 
you know, instead of just going around or just not talking about it, mm. we do. Um, so he's really good about that. Me, sometimes I hold things in. I, um, I just remember when I was pregnant with Layla, Layla was not planned. She was a surprise and he was working a lot of, that was at that time he was working a lot of hours and then he liked the game and I was just overwhelmed. Like we're bringing another baby and I barely can handle one. And so just like literally hyperventilating, crying, like, you know, and at that point he completely changed. I mean, it was a big changing point. I feel, um, where he realized, okay, there's a problem. He's very much want to fix it like a fixer. And, um, you know, just communicating my concerns and my fears and things like that. And so it was a difficult conversation, but we, we had it and yeah. yeah. I guess. And no, so I, I think are... communication for us is just a big thing. So we, yeah, I, I, say I think that. those are two, I, w- I will say so far, you know, knock on wood we haven't had to deal with um we've had adversity but not where um you know our parents are getting to an age where you know where all parents get up there where the end of life is coming up right um and i've seen that i can take away from a marriage and we haven't really or or with other families it's unfortunate the loss of a child you know or uh, we haven't had to, we've had problems, but not where I can say they're life-changing, except those two that Shaka touched on. Um, but I would say in the beginning of our marriage, um, you know, Shaka was taking a chance on me. Um, I wasn't someone who, again, I didn't have goals. Um, I did have strong feelings for her, and I wanted to to be with her. But as she touched base on, I my priorities just they weren't there. Um, so in the beginning, and her dad did not like me, and then I get it. <laughs> I really, I, I didn't. I really, if you looked at me back then, I had nothing going for myself. So I kind of felt like I, I had, I had to prove something to everyone. Um, I don't like hurting the people that are that are close to me. So in the beginning of our relationship and even now I just always kind of feel like I have to give it my all so he knows that she chose the right one that I'm I'm not someone that wasn't going anywhere even though I didn't have dreams I felt like I was just going to accomplish good things in life but yeah with my daughter I would say that was definitely a, a Early on, that was a big point because, yes, I would work long hours, you know, sometimes 70, 80 hours a week. And I would come home and I'm like, I needed the game to unwind. But I would walk in and she would have both the kids or, or she, yeah, was she, yeah, even, yeah it was before then. And she was cooking, cleaning, and I would justify it as well. I've been working 80 hours and you've been only, only working 40 you know, subconsciously, whatever. Um, but when she had that breakdown, um, I didn't realize it, it, but she was definitely really, there's a lot of pain there, a lot of animosity that I just was not, oh, I will say I was just too stupid to, to I needed a slap in the face and that was a slap in the face. And, you know, I, I vowed that it would never be like that 
ever again. Yeah. From then on, we, you know, I said, okay, if any, if anything's bothering me, we'll just we need to talk about it sooner than later. Yeah. yeah. Part of that was hormonal too. You know, I was like early pregnant, but um, just, you know, if we have an issue, we, we address it early on versus letting it, you know, yeah. I mean, I want to say hormone. It needed to be said. Your no, it did. Yeah, it needed to be said. It did. But we also early on said that our marriage, you know, comes before the children even. Like we need to have be have a strong foundation to ha and have a happy, you know, like to have a good household to raise our children in. So we do. We try. I mean, some obviously kids, you know, sometimes things do come first, but we always in the background are like, okay, we need to plan a date night. We need to do this or just spending some time together. Like he works in the basement. I'll come down here and hang out and things like that. Because, you know, if we fall apart, then how does that affect our children? So we just make it a point um, to just really have open communication, I think is really the main thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's hard because there's a, for couples, in general, there's just an assumption of if we're so close, you should just know what I need or you should kind of figure it out. Yeah. And Moses, after I'm, all these years, sometimes yeah. you feel that way. It took me a while to realize you're not a mind reader. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's not Moses. I think about you like saying about being clueless or not being aware of that. I, I live in that space, too, of like. Uh, I'll take you at your word. If you don't bring it up, I'll just assume everything's okay, which is a problem on my part. I'm not curious enough, but there's that kind of, we need to be curious of e about each other and, and ask the question, and ask the question yeah. and, and talk through it. I totally agree with it. And it's scary. I think the reason we don't do it, it's, uh, it's a little bit scary to find out uh, what exactly are you thinking? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you never know what answer you're going to get. I might not want to know. <laughs> oh, is that going to be something I'm going to have to work on? Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it's true. Because then, you know, it's hard to, if, especially if it's something negative or something that we need to, you know, our partner feels that we need to work on. It's like, well, am I not doing a good enough job? Like, I, I go inside and start thinking of all these negative things. And sometimes it's not as big of a deal as what I think. But I start to think like, Oh, you know, how do I change this? What am I going to do? And start, I'm such a planner. So now I'm like, okay, I need to change my schedule. Now what do I need to do? <laughs> what do we, you know? Um, so. Well, it sounds like you guys have met in the middle a lot and we, we love your story and our problem is always time. Cause we'd love another full hour with you, but we, <laughs> we oh want, my God, I didn't realize. The time. No, it's, it goes we fast. could honestly, we could, we have so many more things we'd love to hear about you. And in fact, we might have we to, might talk have to have you back because yeah, I have, yeah, a, yeah. yes. But we would love to ask you kind of what is the main thing if you had to give advice to other couples that are at the very beginning stages or just starting to think about getting married, how would you sum up your advice after your years of, of learning together? What would be your best thing to pass along? Um, Me personally, I've, I know and I've told well, I don't try to give, I mean, I do try to give advice, but I, what works for us doesn't work for everybody. Mm -hmm. And what works for other people, doesn't work for us. I just like to say definitely, first and foremost, there needs to be. Um, I'm sorry, respect. it cut out there a minute. There needs to be oh, what? Uh, respect. Respect, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that is probably the, the, the biggest, that's like your foundation. You have to have respect for each other. Um, each other's an equal and then communication. And then from there, you just, you just have to find out what works for each other. Um, you know, I, what, what works for shock and I know doesn't work for work for everybody. 
Mm-hmm. I've just that's how I was just raised respect and communication. So far, it's been working for us mm. pretty well. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a good foundation. Shaka, you have anything to add? Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And just also making each other a priority and not just becoming complacent. So, you know, even after all these years, marriages still work. You know, you can't just, yeah, become complacent. And so we have to find that time, you know, for each other, which sometimes even now is still difficult. It doesn't necessarily have to be going on a date all the time. It could just be going to bed and going to bed at the same time together and just chatting and, you know, talking about how the day and stuff went and things like that. But um, just being open as well. We came from different backgrounds. And so learning, it was a lot of learning and yeah, um, he's really close to his extended family and stuff. And so that I didn't have that growing up. So that brought a different dynamic, but just, I guess, being open to new things too. Mm. So Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Open-mindedness. <laughs> a compromise yeah, too. There compromise. has to be give and take. You cannot be stubborn in, in well I'm well, you can be stubborn but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely a balance you know it can't always go one way yeah. or one person's mm-hmm. way um you know we kind of we don't always agree on everything no. you know um even with raising the kids we kind of have to talk it through and things like that but just finding that compromise and we always have said to I mean the kids have caught some arguments but we always have agreed like hey if we disagree with something let's not do that so much in front of the kids, you know, like normal disagreements, but if it's really hot and heavy, like things that we need to talk about, we don't put that on the children either, yeah. you know? So they, they need to see how you navigate conflict, but yet the kind of big messages need to be a, a single message coming from both of you. Even if there's been times before that you didn't agree when, yeah. when you talk with them in the resolution, it's the, it's the same message. The, the other thing I, I noticed just kind of watching you interact with each other is playfulness that, uh, what works for you both with all that, with communication, respect, compromise, there's a playfulness that's just palpable. I can, uh, I can feel it coming through. Uh, and that's why we beautiful. wanted to spend time with you. <laughs> because I, I see a lot of similarities actually because our marriage is a lot like that too I'm the I'm, yeah I'm the unfortunately this is not going to be video podcast so people don't get to see this interaction but um but I'm the planner I was kind of the uptight one David brought a lot of playfulness to our relationship and that's what made me decide like hey this guy might be fun to live with for the rest of my life it's things are a little lighter and there's you know so that bringing those things together. And I, I love that Moses, you said you found some value in Shaka's way of looking at things too. And you guys kind of have met um, in the middle with some shared values and it seems to be working really well. We, we love yeah. seeing so you the, guys together. <laughs> so the playfulness part, see, and then I needed Shaka to know when to act like an adult. <laughs> That's right. There'll be times where you shouldn't be playful and acting like a kid. You have to be an adult. What? That's that's a thing? <laughs> no, I know. I, I didn't know that either. And then one day I realized, hey, if you're in court, you shouldn't be, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, things like that. There are that, moments. Yeah. Well, thank you for yeah, spending time so with much. us. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. It was a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Thanks for being with us today. Yeah, what a ride. <laughs> 
<laughs> we hope you'll get more information about everything we talked about today on our show notes page you on know, the website. Could, oh, I was going to say, where could we find the show notes page? Withyoupodcast.com. Awesome. And also, while you're at it, we would love for you to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and let us know what you're thinking. Can we ask that it's only good reviews? You can ask anything you want. Okay, leave leave good reviews. We, we would love to hear from you and, uh, and respond. So thanks for listening. See you next time.